Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, Internet? It's Saturday evening, a little after 7 p.m. Eastern, because I don't know how to drive on time. <laughs> Sorry to the host for being a little late here. So we're starting at a little, little short of half past the hour. But normally, Saturday, 7 p.m., right here on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. It's Gaming Gumbo, your weekly wrap-up show. I'm your host, Mike Byrne. Got a few friends that are going to go through the week of gaming news with me. Give me their opinions. Now, remember, just a show note, no show next Saturday. Everybody gets the week off, and we'll be back the following weekend with Gaming Gumbo uh, as normal. So if you're watching on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O, or maybe listening on Spotify, consider following on Twitch. All the socials are right on the website, and you can come join us live, sit in chat, act like you don't care. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> also on the line to go through all this with me, though, uh, Mr. Jason Winter. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well. And do you know why I'm doing pretty well? I don't know why you're doing. You're in like a chipper mood. You're like, I you, am. I am. You know, what's going on? Because my 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 sweetie got me a a, a late late uh, Christmas, late birthday, uh, early Valentine's Day gift. Oh, is this Fancy a mystery bag, bag or do you already know what's in there? I, I already know what's in here. Okay. It's chocolate. All right. That, that, that always makes people happy. Yep. And also, chocolate. Oh, look at this. These little cheap cupcakes that I like. So Those are good, man. Tasty Cake's the yeah, shit. Yeah, they are. They actually are. <laughs> I don't care how cheap they are. Tasty Cake is the shit. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, some right. good stuff. That's some yeah, good stuff. Well, that's very like, sweet. Yeah, I got all sorts of chocolate now. That was very sweet. Yeah. That was just kind the of like people, a, you know, like a mid-holiday surprise. Well, like I said, it was because I didn't, they, they didn't get me anything for Christmas, birthday it was last week, and now this, it also morphing into like early Valentine's Day, I guess, just covering, covering awesome. all the bases at once. That's very awesome. Very cool. They did the right thing. They did the right thing. Mm -hmm. uh, also on the line, although not with delicious cupcakes, as far as I know. Yeah. I, I, I have no delicious cupcakes. Um. I, I've I've got a Yoda, a baby that, Yoda. Yeah, I don't think you can eat that. No, uh, can't eat Hellboy. I've got some whiskey and uh, whiskey. tea. Yeah, whiskey, Japanese whiskey. It's good shit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Jason wins with the cupcake. I think he does. I think I Jason think wins. Like I, I have, say. I have gummy bears. Okay. So not do, I not mean, gummy bears cupcake. are tasty. Gummy bears are like actual tasty. gummy, or are they like off-brand gummy? Oh no, no no no! These are like you buy the. Yeah, they're real. They're the, oh, okay. they're the oh, real yeah. deal. Ooh, okay. Yeah. No cheap I'm, gummy I'm bears in this house. Of, I'm jealous of the gummy bears yeah. there. Yeah. When we Dude go like gummy, gummy bears, we go balls deep. Um, <laughs> oh, all righty. I used to watch the cartoon when I was a kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, now I've got the damn theme song stuck in my head. Thanks, Jason. Gummy bears. Oh. <laughs> 
Anyway. All right. Enough foolishness. I'll eat some gummy (laughs) bears. Jason, enjoy a cupcake. Let's talk about some gaming news. Yeah, what (laughs) Q is right. What the hell is going on around here tonight? (laughs) This is why you come to the live show. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got? First off, okay, uh, Gearbox, makers of Borderlands, um, Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3 and mm-hmm. all those side Borderlands, the prequels. And... <laughs> oh, they the pre- did that whole... Pre-sequel or whatever. Right. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and that, um, monstrosity of an aliens game. Um, yeah, that company. That company. Duke Nukem. Yeah, wait, that, wait, mon- that monstrosity of a game? Duke Nukem game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joking about a gummy bear. <laughs> That's what happens when you make fun of Duke Nukem. <laughs> anyway, they have been purchased by the uh, Embracer Group. Now, this is the same Swedish company that also owns THQ Nordic and Koch Media, Coke Media, however you prefer to pronounce it. I think a lot of us might say Koch. I don't know. Mike is choking, and then he talks about Koch. Anyway, right? Bear. Oh, man. It's awful. And- Earlier. Oh, boy. Uh, so now the purchase does include, yeah. So this does include, um, or it, it plans to com- uh, expand Gearbox's operations, add some new studios, create new brands, looking for more properties to buy. I mean, this is kind of a a big purchase. Randy Pitchford getting a payday here with the initial price of 363 million half in cash and half in embracer shares with a further 1 billion dollars Jason put the pinky up 1 billion dollars to be paid uh, if gearbox is able to hit agreed upon financial and operational targets in the next 6 years 360 dollars million dollars in uh, in shares and the rest in cash of that billion so a huge payday now of course we get the usual comments jason from like randy pitchford and everybody saying this is a great thing we still have complete autonomy we're still you know able to do our thing so everybody's saying the right things so what's your take on the sale the future of gearbox and these stupid big big numbers like the 363 million doesn't surprise me given how much we've seen Jagex allegedly sell for and Daybreak actually sell for, well maybe actually I don't know two years from now we might find out that it didn't sell again um, <laughs> so that number I don't think surprises me all that much but the the further 1 billion in sweeteners for potential targets that's a big number for, for uh, one company I mean first I could probably live without hearing any more from Randy Pitchford but right. I guess we kind of have to hear he um, will still be in charge unfortunately <laughs> uh, do you remember though, like about a year and a half ago, when when Borderlands Three was going to be exclusive to the Epic Game Store, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's such a mistake! You're just going to be on that one little shop. It's going to be so terrible. Game's going to flop now. Nobody's going to get it when it comes to Steam." A year later, terrible business decision. Yeah, well, apparently it wasn't that bad. <laughs> if they're selling for this much, if the value of the company is still this high, I guess Borderlands Three actually did okay. And yeah, I mean. What three hundred sixty million, another billion? That that's a big investment, but it's it's not surprising when I, I look at Embracer Group and I look at everything they have. Now we make fun of of Tencent owning everything, getting a piece of everything. Mm. Guess how many studios Embracer has? Um, how many game studios. Random have number. I'll go with <laughs> eighteen. Yeah, you got to guess. 
It's Price is Right, Yod. We play by high-low rules here, the old MMO bomb okay, show. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, well, the answer... Okay, I'm, well, I'm going to go 20. I'm going to go 20. 20? How about 58? Holy 20 will win. So as of, as of 21, Embracer Group has eight operative groups consisting of 58 internal students with a total of about 5,700 employees in 45 different countries. Wow. wow. Yeah, and all, they're all... like it, There's actually like eight main uh, companies that, yeah, like Coke Media owns like... Uh, about seven or eight of them. THQ Nordic, which is now a part of this, or wait, no, that's, that's different. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, they already owned THQ Nordic. Yeah, that has like 15, but looking here on Wikipedia. So yeah, they're just, they're they're big. And they can afford $360 million if they have that many uh, fingers and that many pies. Uh, of course, we needed an update from, and this comes from Kotaku. Uh, what does this do with the relationship between 2K and and Gearbox, 2K publishing, you know, basically everything Gearbox does, particularly the Borderlands series, right? Mm -hmm. 2K had this to say, as the proud publisher of the Borderlands franchise, we are happy for our partners at Gearbox. And this exciting new chapter for their organization, the merger does not change 2K's relationship with Gearbox, nor our role as the publisher for the Borderlands IP or any other projects we are currently working on with the studio. Kind of alludes to other projects they're working on with the studio there by making that statement. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we look forward to continuing our long-term partnerships with this incredibly talented team and delivering many more exciting entertainment experience to gaming fans uh, around the world. So it sounds like nothing changes on that side of things. What I got to wonder, though, is does this bring maybe a little more accountability to Randy Pitchford Yod? Uh, now having... Okay direct ownership because Randy's not had a good couple of years right as far right. as performance goes as far as PR goes as far as allegations go um, allegations and, of stealing money of having some yeah. questionable porn on a flash drive and yeah. all kinds of stuff does this bring a little more accountability or does this bring you know make his parachute parachute platinum instead of gold if he <laughs> if he needs to get out of town on on uh, gearbox here I mean, he's he's definitely got a a nice little nest egg going with that buyout, um, but the fact that they're dangling this extra amount over his head of you know if you meet these goals, to me kind of warrants a little bit of maybe not accountability, but you know, a person going, hey, I want that extra billion. So I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to toe the line and I'm going to make those goals happen. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, rich people chat saying Randy is, a, is skeevy. He definitely is. And you know what <laughs> I mean, bothered me? You know what bothered I'm me the most? I'm not saying he's not skeevy. I'm not saying he's not skeevy. No, he's, he's absolutely saying, skeevy. Yeah, I'm just saying that, you know, people with money want more money. People without money want money. I mean, it's all about money. Right. And if you're going to offer this extra bit of money, you know, he's going to try to do what the commitments say to do to get that money. But but as Forrest Gump once says, skeevy is as skeevy does. Yeah. Correct. So here's the like the worst part of uh, of the whole Randy Pitchford thing. Like, uh, Randy Pitchford is a magician too, right? Um, which I've seen Randy Pitchford do a number of magic effects. And every time I've seen them, I've just been like, oh, God, I don't know if I want to be a magician anymore. Um, 
Like I have studied for years and years and years, right? And and performed hundreds of hours uh, over the course of my life in in magic, hundreds if not thousands of hours. And I've taught students and, and things like that. Uh, I've watched him do magic on stage. I forget it was a, a reveal for something. I don't know if it was at E three or whatever. And he did this card transpo effect, and it was just like so cringy to watch as a magician. And so I asked like non-magician friends of mine, you know, watch this. What do you think of this? And it was even cringy for them. You know, that's how you know it's really just not there. I was streaming on MMO bomb. This was a couple of months ago. And uh, somebody new came into the chat and they were just chit chatting with me and then the rest of chat about whatever we were playing that day. And they said, dude, you, you remind me of Randy Pitchford. Like you look like Randy Pitchford. And, uh, and I said, Oh come on, man! I don't. I don't even know you. You just showed up in my chat today, and you really want banned <laughs> like that? I mean, at, at least give me. At least give me that. Randy Pitchford probably has a good sixty pounds on me. Uh, and, and he goes, "Yeah, whoever it was is. Yeah, I'll addend. I'll addend. You look like Randy Pitchford hit the gym." <laughs> <laughs> wow! Right. At least you gave me the gym part. I'll take the gym part. Yeah, I'm not a Randy Pitchford fan by any stretch of the imagination. So, I mean, good on Gearbox. I'm happy for the rest of the employees because, you know, like it or not, Borderlands is a successful game. I was a little disappointed with Borderlands Three, but that's just my own personal thing. Uh, you know, I don't think it iterated enough. I think it, they just rested on their laurels a bit with that one. But that's all personal flavor. I can't deny that technically it is a well-done game and and they deserve all that success. Uh, but, you know, I question the leadership and hopefully this puts a little more accountability in place because to this day, Jason, Randy's really had to answer to nobody. Yeah, but you wonder then, even if he does screw up, if he's in charge of a you know, $100 million franchise, are they going to sweep it under the rug or is, are there still going to actually be consequences? Uh, it'll but be they, like they, I said. It'll be one of those like instead of a gold parachute, it'll be a platinum parachute. You got to leave, but here's like six hundred million to leave. Or he'll right. actually he'll have to put it on a statement like I'm sorry that I may have caused some people pain and I uh, won't do it again. Uh, I don't know. I think Randy has touched the line of a couple times where it's you don't get to say I'm sorry <laughs> for that uh, stuff. Well, yeah. Um, again, if if he's a white guy who makes a lot of money for someone, they'll they'll forgive him. Possibly. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. What do we got next? Uh, Yod, your Mass Effect remaster. I'm just chowing down on these fucking gummy yeah. bears, man. <laughs> Gonna bust into my cupcakes here pretty soon if you don't talk Go for it. It's Saturday, man. Um, <laughs> your Mass Effect remaster gets yes. a release date. Yes. I'm sure this made you extremely happy. It did. May Especially 14th. It's not all that far yeah. away. No, it's not. And that normally in May, I'm prepping for a convention. And well, seeing as how we're still under, you know, lockdown more or less, other than buying groceries, it, I'm not going to any conventions anytime soon. So, <laughs> yeah, that that gives me quite a bit to do in May. And the now, are you ordering this legendary cash? A hundred and fifty bones. I am not, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> While it is a very you know awesome about the N seven helmet, one to one scale helmet. Oh, he if wants I it. had, if I had some place to store it, I would want it. But got a it head, doesn't you? come with the game. You got a head, don't you? <laughs> Always. Head, I don't have anywhere else to put this. I just, 
could just wear it 24 hours a day. That's what the Mandalorian's issue is. He just yeah. has a place to yeah, that, that, that's why they can't take the helmet off. They have nowhere, nowhere else to put it. But no, it, it doesn't come with the freaking game. If it came with the game, sure, I'd shell out. Hell, I'd shell out 200 for it if it came with the game. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay, wait. It, it sells for 150 The game it, sells for another 60 Yeah. It's so so it's a, if it's $210, it's sold for $150 for seven days. Then it goes up. What do you mean for seven days? For seven days yeah. on, on the EA store. Yeah, you got a little oh, over three sold. days left right now. Yeah. So yeah, get it now and then buy the game later. You pay two hundred ten total dollars. Nope. There you go. Nope. It's it's the it's it's the whole it's the whole thing where it doesn't come with the freaking game. <laughs> but you just <laughs> said you'd pay two hundred dollars for it. Not... It even comes with a freaking box for the game. Yeah, it comes with the steel the metal case, itself. the steel case. Yeah, but not the game itself. Uh, what do you no, so yeah? No. What do you get here? Uh, you get uh, an exclusive art print that you can't get anywhere else. A next level wearable helmet replica that will make you feel like you really are Commander Shepard. <laughs> the um, legendary edition metal game case, game not included. Right. The mo- See? one morality spinner pin. The one N seven acceptance letter. Two canvas art prints, including one you can only find here at the Bioware gear store, and a full-color custom box featuring the game's key art. Uh, and If you want more information about each of those, head on over to Bioware uh, gear.bioware.com, and you can you right. can find it there. Ooh, the helmet lights up. Yeah, it, it is does. only the 150 for like the next three days. Then it does go up. There's also a discount on shipping as long as you're uh, free shipping and a $25 USD discount for international shipping if needed. Uh, yeah, to you, other you, countries. Can, uh, you can switch it from blue to red, depending on if you want to do Renegade or, you know, Paragon. In other words, keep it on red all the time. Gotcha. It, it says like 900 times on this page. Please note, yeah, the Mass Effect Legendary cache <laughs> does not include the game. Right. You which know, is kind of dumb. Still, which I, is kind of dumb. There's going to be a Reddit thread. Somewhere. I bought this Legendary cache. didn't have the game. Yeah. It's going to be on Reddit. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. it is kind of dumb. Uh, yeah. Just throw the game yeah, in there it, and make it, you know, make it 190, yeah. make it 200. Right, right. And, and it, I mean, it, it does also depend on how much it's going to go up by once those three days are over. Yeah, true. So yeah, then know, they'll add the game. It'll be $400, right, but it'll come yeah. with the game. Yeah, then they'll add the game. It's like so what that, they do with the free to play games. This is a digital bundle of goods, Jason, worth $170. Right. We're selling it to you for fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> And we only have one thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, I gotta put these oh, yeah, things away. I gotta yeah. put these damn things yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only having one. The cupcake comes in a package or two. I'm only gonna have one here during the show. I gotta, I gotta get some milk for the other one. True. Something True. Like I mean, you could have it with some tea. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else, Jason? Oh, this one strikes your fancy and might strike mine actually. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but uh, Total War has announced a uh, new Warhammer 3. Oh, yeah. Total War Warhammer 3 has been announced. Now, this is pretty big, uh, not only for Total War, which, Jason, you are a huge fan of that series, but also... I know a thing or two. You know know a bit about it. it. Um, But also for the Warhammer series itself. Yeah. I I admit, when they first were doing the first Warhammer 1, I was like, okay, that's cool. It certainly adapts well to the, the setting and whatever. Yeah. But Total War has always been a historical war game. That's what the series has always been. So 
this might do okay. It might be a little niche. Might get some sales or whatever. Cool thing. Something to play. Yeah, something for people to play before the next historical one comes out. No, it pretty much blew the historical stuff out of the water. <laughs> but the sales for Warhammer, the Warhammer Total War games are much better than anything. Maybe not as much as the Three Kingdoms with its Chinese, you know, uh, setting and getting a lot of sales in China as well. So, but I haven't seen that recently. But yeah, it it pretty much tore apart the the series and it just yeah. sold so much more than the previous stuff. So, it's no it's no surprise that, they, that they're making a third one. But also it ticks me off a little bit because they only made two medievals, and I want there to be a third one of that too. So, uh, well, it's been like, it's been like what four years since we got Total War uh, Warhammer Two, uh, which I, I I own apparently. Uh, yes, you were never, surprised to learn. Yeah, I was surprised uh, to find that I do own it. I just never played it. Um, so maybe I'll do that on a on a stream uh, next week. Uh, but this one, if you want to know where you can get it, they've already released an FAQ. It's going to be PC only, right? And that I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Uh, any Total War or Warhammer fans probably aren't surprised by that. But it will be both Steam and Epic Game Store. So no exclusivity to a particular store. Or you could just buy it directly off of Creative Assembly and get a key for either two of those stores. Uh, they will be available in a physical copy, but you're going to have to check back for that one. So, um, Do we know, Jason, are they doing anything? like I, I think, seem to remember back when Total War uh, Warhammer 2 came out that there was a, a thing that you got Total War Warhammer in it as well. Are they going to do like a, a package here of, of any type? They haven't announced anything like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did, if they did at some point. Uh, I mean, they're gonna. They they've done the thing where you, they have like the combined map for one and two. If you have both of those, right. And eventually, they say they say the question in the FAQ is will there be a combined map for owners of all three games? Says, yes, though currently our focus is on Total War Warhammer Three. We will release a massive combined map. There'll be a huge free DLC for owners of all three games, and we'll have more details later. You will need to own all three parts of the trilogy through a single storefront in order to claim this free DLC. So eventually, they're gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if some if this is the final one. If this is the then they kind of seem to be indicating it is the final part of the trilogy or whatever. Like there won't be a four. If that's the case, then I expect they will have somewhere down the line a package deal of all three. Maybe even around when the when this one's coming out, they're gonna do some sort of discount or some package deal on the first two at least. Right. But for now, it's gonna be its own thing. Make sure if you do buy this that uh, you you buy it for anything uh, the from the store that you probably are gonna do your DLCs from because it, they're right. not gonna be cross. You know, you can't buy it on Steam and then buy the DLC for Epic. Now there will be cross play between the stores mm -hmm. for the multiplayer stuff. There will be mods supported at launch, and you can pre-order this right now if you want to. Uh, but all they're telling you as far as benefits of pre-ordering are. There's going to be a bonus. We just haven't announced it yet. So mm -hmm. if you pre-order now, when we announce it, you'll get that bonus. Or if you pre-order after we announce it, you'll get the same bonus. So, I mean, talk about... I, I'm not a huge fan of pre-ordering to begin with, but this is definitely nah. one that I would wait until they announce things. Now, I'm not huge into the Total War franchise. I am a, I am a Warhammer dabbler as far as tabletop and the novels and other Warhammer games. So this does at least interest me there. I will check it out. I got to get into Warhammer 2 now realizing that I have the damn thing. Uh, but Yod and Jason, we know you're a Total War junkie, so we'll get your take on it in just a second. But Yod, how do you feel with Total War Warhammer? Where do you sit with, with both of those franchises? Uh, 
Total War, I remember hearing about it a, a while back. Um, Warhammer, of course, you know, Warhammer 40k, everybody knows that one. Um, so this is the non-40k version. Uh, eh, it's it's neat, and the trailer is beautiful. Are you just not uh, into RTSs? Is that what it is? I, I played StarCraft back in the day and StarCraft 2. Um, but, I mean... I, I don't sit down and go, okay, I'm going to play an RTS right now. At least not not these days. You're a dabbler. I'm a dabbler. Yeah, I'm a dabbler. What about I'll what about it. you, Jason? Uh, I know you don't own Warhammer 2, uh, Total War Warhammer 2, but do you prefer oh. more historical RTSs versus fantasy-based, whether like, you know comparing it to a StarCraft or comparing it to a Total War Warhammer? Would you rather play you know Total War Rome or, or whatever? versus Warhammer, or does this kind of scratch two itches for you being into fantasy a little bit? I, I never got into Warhammer, like any of the Warhammer like you know, miniatures or anything like that, so that was never a thing I was into, so that's probably why I actually skipped over one and two, because I was still also, I had just gotten, uh, like I picked up uh, Attila, which I talked about last week. I, pick, I, I remember I picked that up kind of late, I think just before the first Warhammer 1 came out, so I was like, well, I'll play through Attila now, maybe I'll get one later when it's on sale, and by then... By that time, something else had come out and gotten my attention, so I never got that. Then two was out, and I was like, "Well, if I want to get two, I should get one, but I don't want to get one right now." So it's in, and and so yeah, it's I've I've not gotten into either of them yet. But they only because you cool. seem to have talked yourself out of them, not because have, you weren't interested them in them in them at that time. Yeah, <laughs> that does seem like. Well, if they do do that happen. package deal someday, like two or three years down the line, I'm probably gonna pick it all up. But yeah, for now, it's for now. It'd be like if I if I bought if I bought one or two now, I'd feel like well, but three's gonna come out soon. I don't want to get it because I I feel like I'm playing an old game. Uh. <laughs> Mike, g- g- give me that. Give me some of those, will you? Come on, there you come go. On. Yeah, I literally wow. got told, huh? If I got gifted that instead of Witcher Three, I probably would have played this. Yeah, <laughs> Son yeah, of a bitch, I hate you. <laughs> oh Jesus. We do not know the release date yet. We just know it's gonna be later this year. Yeah, so, late 2021. Late 2021. So later this yeah. year, but definitely something to look really forward pretty. to. It is, it is. But be, you, you made the point before the show, being an RTS, that's all that is, is going to be a trailer. You know, right. maybe you'll see that type of performance in cutscenes telling the story of the campaign, but that's not the gameplay. <laughs> right, right. Um, I don't know. I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some Total Warhammer or Total War Warhammer 2 and kind of see if it, you know, starts to catch with me a little bit before I go uh, grabbing Warhammer 3. But definitely a big announcement. And actually, i kind of surprised it was only four years between them. I thought, because Total War has been pumping them. <laughs> yeah, and they've been about, about every like year and a half or yeah. so. I think it's about when they come up with a yeah. new game, it seems like a new big game. Uh, speaking of game, uh, companies trying to pump things, but not doing such a great job. Um, it was announced that Amazon's Jeff Bezos will be stepping down, uh, and Andy Jassy will be the incoming CEO. Now, what does that have to do with us here on Gaming Gumbo? Well, there's a little studio we've talked about, Amazon Game Studio, uh, in fact, spending $500 million a year on as an as-yet-unsuccessful video game division. So... It kind of does beg the question when a new CEO comes in, maybe priorities, focus, changes a little bit. And will Amazon continue down the path of games at this point? Jason Andy says, oh. no worries. No worries. Yeah. 
no problem. We're going to keep going. We haven't consistently succeeded in AGS, but I believe we will if we hang in there. Yeah, being successful right away is obviously less stressful, but when it takes longer, it's often sweeter. I believe this team will get there if we stay focused on what matters most. Which could mean absolutely nothing. They could be done in like six months if New World flops, but you know. You don't want to. You don't want to tell them that right away when you're the new guy coming in. And I think honestly, I that's such a good point because that's where my mind kind of went on this was. You don't say anything negative ahead of New World's no. launch. Um, no. You let New World launch and then you make a decision. Um, maybe you have an idea of where that decision is going to be now, but obviously you don't say it before New World launches, Yacht, or you kind of put the nail in the coffin of, yeah. of a game that's already, you know, possibly based on the studio, not not impinging the game itself or impugning the game itself at all, but is sitting in a position, you know, where it's got one foot in a coffin and the other on a banana peel. <laughs> right. And if you say, well, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to cut back on this. That game's pretty much dead in the water and it's going to receive no support. So why buy it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Still waiting for that Lord of the Rings one. Still waiting for that Lord of the Rings MMO. Right? <laughs> I mean, I, as long as Amazon itself isn't doing anything on it, as long as all the Athlon people, then I'll, I'll have some confidence in it. But... Yeah. I mean, I'm going to obviously try New World when it comes out. I already own it. I took part in the the last, you know, whatever it was, weekend thing that they had or whatever at the end of, towards the end of 2020. Uh, honestly, to me, I know a lot of people thought it was a lot of fun and was different. I thought it was incredibly boring. Um, it was very quest hubby, which fine, I'm all right with that. But it felt literally like one quest to one quest to one quest to one quest. With a lot of slow walking in between, um, I don't know. We'll see. Definitely something we'll be streaming here when it when it comes out. I mean, I already paid for the damn thing. So try, try again for uh, Amazon Game Studios. And speaking of the old college, try. Oh, uh, hey. yeah, segways. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, EA getting back into the game. Oh, two in a row. Uh, getting back into the game with college football. Now, it won't be called NCAA anymore. They are changing the name on that one. So we know at least that much. But that's pretty much all we know, Yacht, <laughs> about this. Uh, gone is the NCAA football name. It'll now be called EA Sports College Football, so kind of generic <sighs> title. Uh, not so much uh, for reasons you might think. Uh, it's not so much that the NCAA itself costs money because EA is still going to the individual teams and spending that money anyway uh, right. to acquire you know uniforms and mascots and stadiums and all that stuff. So they're still spending the money to get the official NCAA uh, licensing stuff. So it's not so much that NCAA costs money to to talk uh, in, in chat there. That's not the case. They're still spending that money. Uh, the case came down to more wanting to not represent that they had the entire NCAA football uh, market in the game because some schools have decided back when NCAA football was a thing and possibly current day that they don't want to participate in it and so putting NCAA on the, the title of the box and then not having NCAA teams could be construed as a little misleading. So 
But right. I would imagine, Yod, your big your big universities, they're all gonna as many need some money are gonna be there because EA is shelling out the money for anybody right. who wants to give up the rights to use the stuff. And and if you have your name put on something, more people will see it, people will play it. The they might choose to go to that school for some reason. Who knows? Um the player thing though is kind of interesting where they're not actually having the actual players for those teams, like they were when it was called NCAA. Well, um, that's an interesting thing because technically they didn't. Technically, right. they didn't. They've never had the college athletes on a given roster at any time. But uh, they looked so exactly, much like them. And, and it got them into <laughs> trouble. Amazing coincidence. Yeah, it got them into trouble because they weren't using yeah. their names, you know, or anything like that. But the character models looked. Close enough to trigger some lawsuits uh, and, and kind of stop that. So, right. yeah, you're still going to have, you know, just the number, uh, you know, quarterback number 12 for Pitt. Right. Okay. The quarterback right. is going to be number 12 uh, for Pitt as the default roster. Is it even that? Is it even uh, that much? Like, if Pitt actually really has a quarterback who's number 12? Uh, in, I th- in the past, I think it was, yeah. I don't know what yeah, they're going to do for this, but in the past, yeah, it was. Yeah, because they talk about this. They say that, um, assuming that there isn't some legislation that comes through, because this is a thing that Congress is determining whether college, uh, you know, right. college I, I thought I heard, I heard something about merchandising for college uh, sports players back in the day. Yeah, but what I thought it said here is that uh, basically they wouldn't using, let's see, that's something about how they wouldn't necessarily use their likenesses, though they couldn't use them. No, they're not going to use their likenesses. No, right. They've they've already gotten smacked with that one before. Right, right. You know that's they, and it wasn't why they stopped doing NCAA. By the way, uh, although I'm sure it played a part in it. You know, having yeah. to, to pay yeah. out forty million to, to in a in a potential lawsuit there. But they said more. It was there were more and more NCAA teams that didn't want to participate and use licensing and stuff, and so they they carved okay, out the that- deal. That's what it is. If there was rules similar effect, if EA Sports plans to include real details such as team names, mascots, and uniforms, but not anything that would resemble the real players on those rosters. Right. To me, if your quarterback for Pitt is number twelve, then having a quarterback for Pitt who's number twelve would kind of res- in the game would kind of resemble that. Mm. Especially if the quarterback in the game is six foot two, two twenty, right-handed white guy or whatever you know if that's the actual yeah real life guy then that's definitely no good yeah but. i don't think they're gonna have a problem using the number i think the stats is and the the look of the character models mm-hmm. where they ended up in trouble last time and maybe they'll try to avoid it entirely this time by just you know but i think you uh i don't know i i don't Which think there's a problem in using the hey here's the roster numbers of everybody okay yeah, import I mean, the list of roster uh, numbers i don't in, think there's in, really in a problem with that in football, they're all in, you know, big helmets and gear and stuff like that. So you're not really, you, you can fudge the character model or the face and stuff like that. The so face is the big like deal. That. It's 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 yeah. the it's like the physical attributes that are, you know, like yeah. I said, if you, six two two twenty, you can't, you know, if the actual guy in the quarterback is five ten one eighty, then sure that's different. But, right. Yeah. yeah. So you, you just fudge the numbers a little bit, and it'll be fine for football. It's like I mean, thing when it, it trickles down to things like uh, basketball and things like that, where you actually see their face. Stuff like that I think they're going to run into an issue. Yeah, but, uh, enough of them will have a recognizable face. You know, big name quarterbacks, especially, yeah. you know, are going to be guys you'd recognize. Yeah. So now, and by the way, I mean this all could change too with the whole discussions yeah. around college athletes potentially 
getting paid for endorsement deals or right. like likeness usage and and things like that. So there could be a time when we do see these athletes represented down to their physical appearance in the the EA College game, but that it doesn't seem to be the case initially. Uh, and that's pretty much all we know. We like don't even know when this is coming. Yeah, not this year. Is only yeah, the not, this year. <laughs> not this year. Twenty twenty two at the earliest. Uh, I actually preferred the NCAA football to the Madden series back in the day. So I'm excited to to try this again, although with the iterations of Madden between now and then, um, not exactly thrilled with the way that series is going. So I don't know if I hold a lot of hope mm -hmm. for this one, but I did enjoy the NCAA series more than I enjoyed Madden back in the day. Hmm. Uh, on to some Resident Evil here because we're going to help the Guardian out. Uh, we're going <laughs> to we're going to help the Guardian out. So you're getting a little you're you're too mean to the writer of this article. You, but anyway, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh come on now! I'm being facetious. He answers his question. Not let's, let's put mean. It yeah. Yeah. Being facetious, not mean. Uh, and if you if you wanted to write it the way they did, then don't make that your headline. Yeah, it's a clickbait headline. Uh, so the Guardian writes an article, Why is video game Twitter obsessed with Resident Evil's giant woman, written by Keith Stewart? And I'm, like Jason said, I'm giving Keith Stewart more facetious chagrin uh, than actual jabbing here, because Keith does go and, and answer the question uh, a little bit here. But this is in response to a tweet from the Resident Evil account. Um, letting us know exactly how tall some people might be. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Tomonori Takano, art director of the Resident Evil Village. I wanted to use this opportunity to publicly reflect on the outpouring of positivity we've received from the fans on our latest announcement. As a representative of the development team, thank you to all the fans who continue to follow us. Most recently, Lady Dimitriscio and her daughters have received a fair amount of attention, far more than we anticipated. It's great that they're able to take the spotlight as icons of Resident Evil uh, Village. Lady Dimitrishu especially has received much fanfare, both domestically and overseas, which has made all of us in the development team extremely happy. I hear her height is something of interest. If you include her hat and high heels, she's 2.9 meters, that's nine and a half tall. I don't. I don't think my. Uh, I don't know where. Nine and a half. Let's see. I got. Uh, I got. I got twenty-five feet on my tape measure, so I actually could measure her out if yeah, I. You could. If you could. Right, okay. You could. You. You would only have a moment or two before you were dead. Uh, <laughs> I need a I need a step ladder too, probably. Uh, nine and a half feet. So that's nine feet six inches. Nine feet six yeah. inches. Uh, from, from that's one tall lady. That is one tall lady. Yeah, from a graphic I saw online, she she's like head and shoulders taller than the uh, the Xbox refrigerator. Yes, I saw that graphic too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. yeah. yeah so. Here, here's the question. Here's the trivia question for you guys. Do you know how tall the tallest human being was? I do, I do not. not. Oh, no, not never. I have a guess. I'll go he with I'll go with ten two. Oh my god! No, not quite. I'm I'm gonna go. <laughs> Eight one, eight eleven. Oh, eight eleven. Yod wins again. Yod wins. <laughs> Yod, Yod's winning the high low. 
She's not. Although, te- technically, not she's not, not a human. So I guess the. Yeah, she's not a human. Yeah, I guess. Well, the age but she, foot she was at one point, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah, we got to play the game to find out. Yeah, and I, you know, if, if you want to know why the internet is obsessed with her, I've got two guesses. <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got two big guesses, and they're right around my eye level at six one. Uh, they're not hard to see at at my height. Now I love this I, character I, I, so far, by the way, and and her daughters. But I'm huge into vampires and stuff, so this like really, I'm very excited by Resident Evil Village and where it might be you're going. You're huge into vampires. Line. You're into huge vampires. I, I apparently am huge, into huge, huge vampires. Vampire. I think the characters are great. Uh, I want to see them like fleshed out because all I've seen them so far is in the demo where they're just like they're used as a jump scare basically in the demo. You want to see them flesh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Flesh oh, out. <laughs> Do you guys think the stadia is out on uh, on its way out? <laughs> uh, nice shift. <laughs> Yeah, Stadia is. It yeah, is yeah, it's dead. Out. It's dead. I'm putting it next to my ooh yeah. Mm-hmm. Go- Google deciding that uh, we're now going no longer no longer going to make our own games, which was a pretty big selling feature for a lot of people of the Stadia. That not only could you do the cloud gaming, but there would be games proprietary to that platform exclusives coming from the Google team. Uh, yeah, that's not going to be the case anymore. Was so, it really though? Was it really a selling point? Uh, it was yeah, it was absolutely a selling point for people that were already interested in the potential of cloud gaming, with multiple right. ways to go on this one. Where you go Stadia, whether you go the GeForce yeah. stuff, you know, whether you go with Amazon's Luna to have right. one that was going to make its own proprietary games. That was an actual tiebreaker for a lot of people. Yeah. But, Absolutely. but Google hasn't produced any games, has it? No, but the Stadia's only been out for like a year right now. <laughs> yeah, it's only been out for like a year. Um, so it didn't even have any launch titles ready. So, I mean, maybe them going, no, we're not going to do any games is a good thing. I mean, they could make a crappy game so. and then it'll be even worse for it. I don't but think that's so. Just, I think I think that, that was sense. definitely a selling feature to me, Jason. Like not for me personally buying it, but for people that were interested in cloud gaming, there are people that love this. Like Q is is one of them. Q, her computer could not handle Cyberpunk. She has been crazy about Cyberpunk for a while now, and got to play it on day one on the Stadia. Loved it. It played well. Uh, I've broken out the the Stadia stuff um, that that Q's friend hooked me up with the Premiere Edition. And spent a few hours uh, just the other day playing it on the couch in the living room, Chromecasting it to the TV. Uh, it works phenomenally well. Um, right. I, I was actually right. very, very impressed with it. But for some people, having, uh, and maybe it's the Amazon trap, right? When you hear Google is going to start making its own games, you don't initially think there's going to be far reaching failure to the point of Amazon when you talk about a company like Google. Grant's when it. Amazon's company started, Jason, we would never have forecasted that they would have had the string of fail, absolute catastrophic failure that they have. Was the option out there for them to make a bad game? Sure, absolutely. Every company's made at least one bad game. But when you hear Google's going to get into gaming, you just think, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, they're going to have some good games at some point, maybe some I don't like. Now to just pull out of this, it makes it just another cloud streaming service. And frankly... 
there are other ones that do it better. Um, that, okay. That do it better. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna let Yad go. He's 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 go, yeah, go ahead, here. Go for it. No, I mean, um, it's it's just to me, it just seems like it, it is a cloud streaming thing, and like like you said, Q was pl- playing Cyberpunk, but that's because her computer can't handle it. But it's not a game that Google featured or a game that you know they they made. So they're just they're playing games that that whatever system they're running on can't handle initially which is great now personally i didn't know that there were other systems that did that better so that's new information for me so yeah no but here's here's the thing though like you could buy cyberpunk on multiple platforms right and let's right yeah i i know i I see what your point is like you, you you're saying okay well you have to want those google games for google to beat out nvidia's geforce or uh, exactly. Amazon Luna, and you don't know what those games are, so they never made any of them. They never published them. So, but when you t- when you're looking at buying one of those three, because let's say let's say you're in Q's position, that's a perfect position, right? right? I want some higher end games. I know what I want to play. My rig doesn't do it, and I'm not going to upgrade my rig right now. Um, okay, I right. can buy Cyberpunk on the Stadia uh, platform. I can buy it on Amazon GeForce. I can buy it on Amazon Luna. Now, I don't know if it's on Luna yet or not. That's still in like testing phases, if I remember right. But whatever. Which one should I get it on? Well, you know what? The other two don't really have anything unique about them. So I'll buy it on the Stadia. And hopefully I'll like some of Google's games when they come out. Um, and that I'll have that that little perk. Now you don't have that. And one of the statements that they make here actually really... Mute yourself? No, it, it really... Okay. <laughs> that was a dramatic pause. That was a dramatic pause. <laughs> I think the Verge article gets this right, right off the bat. Because the statement that Phil Harrison came out with that they were shutting down the games, uh, the company's game studio uh, is right. In there, they bring up five times in four paragraphs. And in the very last paragraph, they say that Stadia is now a platform for Google's partners. Okay. Not the gamers. Interesting. The partners. This kind, and The Verge points out, again, the credit where due this is Sean Hollister from The Verge, uh, this suggests Google has realized an important truth. Stadia, like so many of Google's other businesses, is optimally one where you aren't the customer. The paying customers, if Google Google can get them, are game publishers themselves and possibly ISPs that would like to deliver a cable-like bundle of games to go along with their cable-like bundle of shows. So instead of Google making games for their platform, which essentially makes us as gamers the target customer, taking making games out of the equation here now makes the companies that might want to utilize the Stadia service to deliver items to us, Google's customer, instead of us. So uh, in short, I think, yeah, it's kind of the death knell for Stadia. I don't know if it'll be gone anytime soon, but it certainly, I don't think, is going to be very relevant anytime soon to to gamers in particular, Jason. Maybe not the death now, but it is kind of half buried in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> not enough not a whole lot of people are gonna to want to go over and pick it up. <sighs> Lots of things with one yeah. foot in a coffin, one foot on a banana peel. 
All right, so you, Jason, you have made me guess uh, and Yod guess a couple well, of times. Yep. I specifically put this in the show, real big capital letters. Hosts, do not read the link below. I would like you to guess the answer to this question live on the show. The question asked to Elon Musk of Tesla, uh, who does talk on his Twitter about gaming quite a bit. Uh, he was asked on Twitter that since he was on Team PC, has he ever played a console game? He said there was only one. One console game that Elon Musk has played. So get your guesses in. Yad, you Are go we first. The game or the console? The game. The game. I'll give you a hint on that front. If you got the game, you would automatically know the console. I'm going to say Mario. Jason? I'm going to say uh, Breath of the Wild. So you both went Nintendo. Yeah. It was Halo. Halo? Oh, Halo. okay. Wow. Yeah, okay. it was Halo. It was Halo. I don't have any more to talk about on that. I just thought it was interesting, <laughs> and I wanted to bring it to the show. Next. Next time you do that, though, don't put the link there because it was so tempting to click. It on was, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna see which. I was gonna do it. I Q says that she would have gotten that. I uh, I would have. <laughs> I was waiting for one of you to go. Hmm. I don't know. He seems like a shooter guy. I'll go with Halo, and I was gonna be like, "You son of a bitch! You click the link." <laughs> You know, I honestly, I, just, I, I knew I, he didn't seem like a Breath of the Wild kind of guy, but I just I couldn't think of what it was. I right, couldn't yeah, think yeah. of anything else off the top of my head. Well, when when I was when I was reading the show notes, I thought it was which console he was he had played. No, but you would know. So, I mean, it would yeah, be an yeah, Xbox yeah. there, definitely. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Halo was the first thing that popped into your head, Q. I, that's impressive. It would have it wouldn't have been had I not seen the answer ahead of time. Uh, a couple of last follows him on Twitter. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so we uh, we talked before on the show about Silent Hill and a potential Silent Hills uh, being reactivated. Uh, we still have no official word on that one yet, even though leakers have said we were supposed to hear at the Game Awards. We did not. Right. But let's add a little more fuel to this fire. So Akira Yama Yama Yama. Uh, Yamaoka, who is known as the uh, for his work as the composer on video game series like Silent Hill and Contra, was recently in an interview on the YouTube channel Al Hub. Uh, during the interview, Yamaka uh, Yamaoka, sorry, teased a new project that will probably be announced around summer 2021. This was in response to the question, "When are we going to see the next Akira Yamaoka project?" And while it didn't contain many details. Here's what he did say. He implied that the interviewer would be happy to learn about the upcoming title. He said, I think it's the one you're hoping to hear about. Mm. Then the interviewer uploaded the YouTube uh, video with the English title, New Silent Hill Game? Question mark. Nice clickbait. Yeah, huge clickbait, right? <laughs> <laughs> huge clickbait. So we will see. I, I still believe that, yes, there is, that we are going to see Silent Hills back with uh, um, Kojima, uh, Hideo Kojima uh, at the helm there with Sony kind of making Konami and Kojima play nice. Uh, I still think we're going to get it. I hope we're going to get it. Are you two as optimistic on this one as I am? 
Yeah, pretty much. This you know, really helps to seal it. If he's talking about you know what you yeah. what you really want to hear about, it's like yeah, what else would he be working on that we really want to hear about? Right. That's yeah. that that line kind of does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, finally, before game of the week, if you're playing uh, CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk 2077, we announced some good news that uh, mods were available uh, last week. <laughs> Bad news almost immediately followed that within 24 to 48 hours where CD Projekt Red had to come out and say, hey, guys, probably don't want to use mods from people you don't know because, as it turns out, there's a serious security risk on them for PC gamers. They tweeted out, we've been made aware of a vulnerability in external DLL files the game uses, which can be used to execute, execute codes on PCs. Uh, work was underway to create an issue, but... Don't use them from untrusted sources. If you install a malicious mod, a hacker could potentially take control of your PC. In other words, it's simply not worth taking the risk until CT Project Red patches out the vulnerability. Now, it should be noted that they have since patched out the vulnerability. Uh, they did take to Twitter to let people know that uh, those files and save files were now uh, fixed in a hot fix. But good grief. Talk about, and I, I always thought that Marvel's Avengers on the Relic Grind show, uh, Thursdays at 7 p.m., um, <laughs> was the gift that kept on giving. But Cyberpunk really <sighs> just keeps funneling content to this show, Yod. Just when you thought, you know, you couldn't kick a game any further. <laughs> I mean, first they tell you, here, here's some modding tools. Go fix the game yourself. Right. And then, oh, wait, no. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. But, I mean, isn't it general knowledge, though, that if you're going to mod something on your computer and you pull a file from someone you don't trust, it could be malicious? I mean, that's just, you know, on the general front, knowledge to me. On the modding front, Jason, while they don't mind you fixing the game, there is one thing Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red would like you to stop doing, isn't there? Please don't have sex with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Please stop modding it so that people can have sex with Mr. Reeves. He doesn't like this. <laughs> oh that, 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 that's not breathtaking. <laughs> oh, God. Let's slide over and do the games of the week. Jason, you're basically killing us in this category. I mean, you just absolutely are a nine. I don't think I've won one. Yod's won like two, and you have like four. Um, well, we're just getting absolutely annihilated. Uh, Yod, you get to go first this time. This is the segment where we recommend a game for you. Could be one we've just played recently, one we've played a long time ago. Hey, hell, one even we haven't played, but we think people might like. So we're going to make a recommendation to you. And you let us know in the comments whether it's on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com. That's R-A-I-D-E-O.com. Uh, who made the best recommendation? And for God's sakes, go to YouTube. I'm making the appeal right now. Go to YouTube. Go to Ready Check Radio. And just give me a pity win, for God's sakes. This is episode no, 10. No mercy. No mercy. episode 10, and it. I haven't won once. <laughs> you got to earn it. you got to stop sucking. Yod, you can go first, my friend. All right. Well, with Mass Effect Underbrain, but the Legendary Collection not out yet, so I don't want to play the originals, but there is Mass Effect Andromeda. So I'm going to go with that this week. Jason? That was my choice like a month ago. Yeah, you won, you won <laughs> hey. on it, so Yod's tried to scoop in oh, with, 
<laughs> that that should be your strategy. That should be, yeah. Just pick whatever <laughs> you pick the previous strategy. Week. <laughs> uh, but I am going to pick a game that I have not played, Ooh. but I've been watching people stream it a lot lately. Uh, My Summer Car, which if you're not familiar, is it's it's a smaller indie game where you have to basically you're in Finland in 1995. You're a teenager whose parents have left you the house for the summer. You have to rebuild a car basically from the ground up. So it's really detailed. Wow. Got all sorts of little parts to it. Uh, you have to go into town. You can do jobs to get money and so forth. You can socialize with people, do sorts of things. So really, really interesting looking. Very, very difficult from what I understand because having to know like what parts go where and with the right size of wrench to use and everything can be pretty difficult. And of course, eventually you drive the car and it'll probably crash into a train or something and die. But you know, at that point, you've still accomplished something. I'm going to go with so. Final Fantasy, the trading card game. And if you're looking to play it digitally, you could do so for free. Head on over to Octagon. That's O-C-T-G-N. Uh, download that for free. Grab yourself the image packs for Final Fantasy trading card game. Build yourself a deck and start playing. Also, a sidebar, if you play other TCGs, Octagon uh, provides a platform free of charge for other games as well. But specifically, I'm not recommending Octagon as the game of the week. I'm recommending that you check out Final Fantasy, the TCG, digitally, and then maybe grow into it on the physical front. So there's your choices. Lock them in in the comments below. Let us know who had the best recommendation. Now, again, we will not have a gaming gumbo next Saturday. I'll be out of town for my birthday. We will have... Uh, next week, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Snowbound. We'll do the Relic Grind on Wednesday at 7 p.m. with special guest uh, Ginger Prime going through the showcase announcement, uh, the announcement showcase and the live letter that we just had last night into today for Final Fantasy XIV. Those two shows will air with Relic Grind being a day early, but no gaming gumbo next week. We'll see you the following week. Until then, Yod, where can everybody find you, my friend? Uh, Yacht Artworks on Twitter, Yacht Artworks on Facebook, YachtArtworks.com, wherever it says Yacht Artworks. Jason? I'm on Twitter at WinterInformal, streaming at Twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. You can see my team have sex with robots. I didn't call Q an Elon fangirl. I said she follows him on Twitter. I said she follows him on Twitter. Yeah, I didn't call her a fangirl. I don't think she's an Elon fangirl. Uh, I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio on Twitter. Get tweets about all the streamers and everything. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to go back. We got to go back. <laughs> I almost forgot to introduce the streamer at the uh, end of this show. Chat, hang tight. We're gonna have Torchwick on right after the show here. Sorry about that, Torchwick. What are you playing today? I'm playing some Fallout. Not that you'd care. <laughs> you know, wow. I mean, when you when you deserve it, you deserve it uh, on yeah. that one. How's it going? You're now two weeks into Fallout. Last week you were saying it was a, a bit of a slower experience than you were anticipating. Mm. Have you normalized with it now? Well, I feel like part of it uh, was me just not fully understanding what I was supposed to be doing. Because uh, we kind of lucked into a solution and it all picked up from there. It got a lot quicker. So, very nice. A lot very more nice. interesting to watch, hopefully. Very nice. Got a lot of people waiting for you. So, we'll get right over to that chat. Hang tight for about 30 seconds after the show there. 
channel will go dark and come back on. Now you can follow me right there on Twitter, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio so you get tweets at all the latest shows and streamers coming live. You can come and hang out with us. Until next time, gang, stay safe. See you on the servers.